0: Thank you for choosing your news with talks. Not live, but direct. Missed the Friday episode, back on a Saturday. And I'd like to say the schedule is exciting, that there's something to learn from these two segments I got going on here. But there really isn't. I'm I'm genuinely... Sold on the idea that all conservative, what would call themselves news outlets, news media, are so concerned with culture that they're basically the TMZ of politics. Even though a lot of these cultural issues don't necessarily have to deal with politics unless it actually abridges the rights of people. And that's kind of what the goalposts are moving here, is the participation in culture being canceled and that being illegal. So, I have a couple of Michael Knowles' exceptional face lifting. He's got Milo Yiannopoulos for 10 minutes, doing a, a, a polishing of his public image. And then, thankfully, someone else is also going through a change. Candace Owens is getting her own late night show, which is exclusive to people who pay for Daily Wires. Ooh, too soon. Uh, Paying for Daily Wire's uh, streaming service, and God only knows why you would pay a monthly fee to consume nothing but what Daily Wire has to push out. I I pray for you. Um, So Candace Owens getting her own late night talk show, proving on top of everything that culture is actually much more important than uh, information and engagement in local organizations and structural change. Anything that's actually politically substantial. Uh, I'm completely bought and sold after this Friday's uh, news media output that right wing conservatism, news narratives, whatever we want to call it, commentary is solely focused on getting cultural perspectives on politics or just culture in general, um, rather than actually all the things I listed above that would help a well-informed citizen make political decisions. Shouts out to the muddling of democracy. Um, so just for like a couple of examples, we'll go to as Hassan calls him Ben Shabibos' Shib- page here. I call him Ben Chaperone. I don't know why, but it came out that way. Um, what Don Lemon's woke supremacy rant, focusing on his speech on the the judgment of white supremacy rather than the actual merits of the country and whether or not it still holds it as a traditional value worth keeping. Uh, woke insanity, more woke stuff. It's a uh, why Pierce versus Megan matters, which I I don't think it really matters that much in the United States. Um, Biden's kids in cages controversy and radical voter bill. Oh, that one maybe I would be I wouldn't be. Uh, surprised if been actually um, twists that ar- around into more cultural issues. But, you know, I'll, I'll come back for that one. I actually didn't see that one hit my radar. So congrats on you. Uh, the latest stimulus bill is a disaster. I'm going to guess because it's also the omnibus bill that the Congress votes on every year, which has been pushed back multiple times because it's been attached to the COVID relief bill and has sparked argument by conservatives of its... uh. You know, frivolous spending, even though it's just congressional spending in general. <sighs> Happens all the time. So, I maybe I'll return to that one. Alright, some Bitcoin here. So, I guess that's economics in a way. Alright, Ben. You know, I'll, I'll give it a eh, 2 out of 5. I'll give it 2 out of 5. Maybe 3 out of 5. Decent. Do, 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 do. What happened with Tucker? Just, just briefly here. Um, chaos resumes in Portland after months of violence. This is obviously Tucker's time to spend framing uh, left-wing movements. Not gonna say that Portland did not pop off last night. I'm just saying, already with the headline, we have a bit of framing that you know, leftist movements being inherently violent and wanting to overthrow your wonderful country. And it's only two minutes, too, so there's not really much information about the actual protest itself that was going on. I'm sure he, you know, maybe laces in a a little bit of representation by some group, but it's it's mostly anti-left movement, probably. I don't believe Biden has the backs of troops. Um, I guess that's just, you know, political slander as usual because we haven't really seen too much from Biden except for the fact that he's continued to do the same thing that we've been doing in the Middle East since... Bush. So I mean, yeah. Uh Tucker response to Pentagon's criticism of his show. Tucker Carlson decided to be a little bit extra sexist after his Babylon B uh coverage of that article. So he got in a little bit of trouble of saying how weak our military is for having women and how pregnant women are uh weak assets, which, you know, not even gonna get into it because it's just so ridiculous. Um Let's see. Yeah, that's again, I'm not going to give him I'm, I'm going to give Tucker actually a zero out of five because it seems like he didn't even cover the bills that passed the house recently. So uh, mostly cultural issues from Tucker there. So that's a zero. Um, let's see what Michael Knowles did mostly since we're going to move into his two videos now. These are the, these are the big time influencers that get you know a ton of uh, eyeballs on the on the conservative interweaves. Uh, new autonomous zone around George Floyd again. I feel like that's it's probably going to be some fear mongering on leftist organizing, um, especially when you call it an autonomous zone. It has kind of a shock factor word for a lot of tuned in conservatives, especially in regarding with Chaz of 2020 in Seattle. So Capitol Hill autonomous zone kind of freaked out a lot of right-wingers. Uh, husband doesn't want wife to stay at home. Oh, okay. Husband doesn't want wife to be a stay-at-home mom. What? So, like, around the same time that Tucker Carlson did the Babylon Bee and also that women in military, Michael Knowles also finds his time to find su- an aned- anecdotal anecdotal story about how uh, this husband doesn't want his wife to stay at home and be that kind of woman. It's just, like, obviously, like, just pulling the sexism from the 50s. Like, obviously, most people would want to stay at home rather than receiving the 40-hour regular capitalist job that we're used to. But unfortunately, that's the structure we've built society around. And to get an equal economic status for women to have their own independence, uh, even in a lot of cases of terrible husbands or terrible spouses, there's strength in having your own economic value so i'm not even going to address any of this this is dumb and the fact that they keep bringing this argument up from the 50s it's so old like their traditional values are really old but they're also not going to go out of their way to diss a woman who actually like really works because a lot of them work for them in the propaganda machine so yeah they're (laughs) just a bunch of slimy cultural fiends just feeding on like woke w- white guilt ads too where michael knows reacts to advertisements that are coming out that are probably cringe i don't deny it like i don't really like advertisements pandering to social movements so that they could sell more shit but yeah, it's just like to spend so much time on it is to not really focus in on the things that affect their, their the, the true viewer's life. It affects their cultural experience and kind of our interactions and relationships in society, but down to a material conditional level of survival, quality of survival, quality of life, quantity, all this other things that actually serve the human being rather than the society and the culture. They're really just focusing in on the society and culture. Anyways, that was my long rant after just seeing these two Michael Knowles videos. So we're going to begin now with Michael Knowles cleaning up the public image of Milo Yiannopoulos because Milo has decided that he is no longer gay. Speaking of changes of heart,
1: Milo Yiannopoulos, Milo Yiannopoulos, very famous right-wing
0: provocateur, Very funny, very funny that like instantly he opens up that he's a provocateur. And this is like this. I mean, Milo is kind of one of those components, too, that had freaked out a lot of conservatives with cancel culture because Milo is an incredibly like complex, homophobic, racist, white supremacist, like just this just algamation of all the things that he is trying to use his public image to not represent. And then it ended up backfiring on him later on. But, like, it's just so funny that the provocateur, which was the offensiveness of continuing to allow stereotypes and uh, characteristics of our character, not even our actual structure of our character, but the outside appearance of it, is, like, worthy of oppression he, it's so weird. He was like the Stockholm Syndrome case of a conservative, and he just was super bigoted, got canceled on so many public speeches, and he's the provocateur for the right-wingers.
1: For sort of famously gay. Uh, Milo is now ex-gay, according to Milo.
0: Milo. See? And now he's famous. He went from being famously gay to famously not gay because this is what Michael Knowles thinks this is important that you should know, which honestly is going to give a little bit of a platform for Milo to step up on and have, you know, more clout, as, as you will, as he tries to resurrect his career from the grave of I defended pedophilia. Milo is saying he's ex-gay.
1: He's, I think he's gay married, but he's like, they're just not, not doing that anymore. They're living together as roommates and people are making fun of Milo for this. Is this a troll? I don't. Maybe it is. I don't. You know, Milo is sort of a famous performance artist, so maybe he's just kind of he's just
0: doing it as a publicity stunt or something. It's amazing, like calling him like a performance artist, because then we would have to assume that he is actually a parody or satire version of a conservative or a far right winger, but he's not. He's really not. And I, man, I wish I had the 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 clips from his parlor because holy crap, dude! Like he has. The, the scariest, whatever they call those kind wh- whatever posts are called in parlor. like he has some wild ones out there. His, his account actually got taken down from the website that was like free speech no matter what. It's amazing. I can't even remember what he had put on there. Ugh. There was definitely a death threat and then he also wants to see the destruction of the Conservative Party. I remember that one after there wasn't enough people who had stood up for Donald Trump. Hmm. But yeah, it's it's funny to say he's a performance artist when like he's just like bigotry wrapped in uh, a bunch of vanity. And yeah, it's just it's it's so crazy. But I'm going to take it he he almost plays like the heel in a wrestling match like perfectly. Like honestly.
1: Seriously. I'm going to say he actually is going to be ex-gay now. What does that mean? He's not saying that he's no longer sexually attracted to men. He's not saying that he is now sexually attracted to women. I mean, just read the interview. He's explicitly not saying that. He's saying it's very difficult for him and he still wants to sleep with his housemate, as he now calls him. Uh, But he's saying, I am choosing not to indulge in those desires. And people are very angry at Milo for this. Why would anyone be angry at Milo for this? Why? What what is the pro, what is it any of your business? Just like people always say, what is it your business if Johnny wants to sleep with Jack? Well, on the flip side, why is it any of your business if Johnny doesn't want to sleep with Jack? If, if.
0: It's because he made it public. Like, that's like one thing that Milo certainly hasn't been shy of is that like airing out his public business. And like, that's where you find the little lines of, of like, you know, homophobia, white supremacy is through his details and the shit that he says.
1: If we're told that we now can construct our own sexual identities. Why is it the case that the, the uh, sexual identities can only go in one direction? Why is it that it can only go in the direction of indulging one's natural desires?
0: See, but that's like the thing, though, is that now they're making that case that like you can control your gayness. There's no reason for you to be gay.
1: Why can't it go in the other direction, too? If some guy comes out and says, you know. Like
0: I'm not mad or I'm not making fun of Milo for saying that he's no longer gay. I just think it's it's specifically tied to him not making as much money as he used to based off of the antics that he would get himself into. So he's created a new antic and one that fits perfectly in the conservative sphere because it's always about being a recovered leftist or a recovered homosexual or even a recovered Democrat black person. You know what I'm saying? So it's... (laughs) it just it fits it fits in exactly what he's doing and he's taken enough time away from when he defended pedophilia to kind of muddy that up and then maybe even go on the apology tour or whatever he needs to do because even the funny thing is is that he said he found his way out of like his uh i guess gay urges or indulgences in christ in jesus in, in 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 religion And like specifically in his case when defending it is that he was glad that his uh, priest had invited him because he seemed like he was acting like he was a consensual child at the time that he invited him to give him head. So like literally too, what brought him into being gay was the rampant problem of like like priests being pedophiles. it's literally in the details of the shit that he says and it's so funny that they can cover it up by saying performance artists don't take him seriously provocateur oh he's always pushing those buttons like it's so ridiculous
1: done that a lot (laughs) i've done it for a long time but now as i've been thinking about it and praying about it i i don't want to do that anymore i i I my sort of mind does not want to do that. My sort of more
0: flesh. See, that's hilarious. He's like, why judge somebody if we're if we're not judging people for being gay? How is it that we're judging somebody who's deciding to live a? gay but non-sexual gay life. It's just like, dude, you you literally would want to ban gay marriage if you had the opportunity. That's your political party and your ideology fits right in those traditional values. So obviously, you do care to a certain extent of what people do. You're only using that argument in this case because of the the, the provocateur moment to stunt on some liberals because some dude says he's not gay anymore in front of everyone a guy who never stops living a public life.
1: Fleshly desires do want to do that, and so I'm going to try to tame my fleshly desires because that, in my view, is, is the right thing to do, and so that's what I want to do now. Why would anybody be angry about that? Milo Yiannopoulos is now ex-gay. And
0: again, I don't even think most people are mad about it. I think they just don't like Milo. <laughs> it's just, he's not a good person who's been grifting since the grift was born. And he's still grifting.
1: Here like, is the interview.
0: Like, at what point are we supposed to believe anything he says if he's known as the street performer or the the, the, the arts performer? Like, come on. That literally says that he has no ego that you can actually know personally.
1: It's in Site News. He opens up and he says, secular attempts at recovery from sin are either temporary or completely ineffective. Salvation can only be achieved through devotion to Christ and the works of the Holy Catholic and Apostolic Church. So Milo saying, I'm Catholic now and I'm, I'm reverting to my Catholic faith and so I'm going to stop doing all this other stuff.
0: And that's great because like now he can use religion as a bludgeon. Like he can use every action that he commits now at this point as the the word and act of God. So like literally he is also this divine golden child now. So that's great. He's picked a perfect narrative for the restructuring of his character. It's almost as if like he had gone through like like the Hollywood tr- Hollywood treatment where like one of them gets super addicted to drugs so their their public relations people are like yo you really need to go to rehab and people need to see you go to rehab and when you come back out you have to be devoted and 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 turning your life over to a new lead like this is the Hollywood treatment to getting someone back into work into the public life again on a conservative value I have no problem with Religious beliefs in themselves. I just really don't like when they're used by opportunists.
1: Is this just a troll? If it is a troll, it's a it's a funny troll, right? I mean, it is. It, you've got this guy who is as flamboyantly gay as anybody in public life, and now he's saying, "Nah, I'm not doing that anymore." Is that a troll? I actually have a reason to think that it's not a troll, because uh, being a Catholic myself, Milo and I run in some of the same circles. I don't really I don't know him, but I we do know number of people in common. And uh, I've been hearing about this for a while, that Milo is sort of re-exploring his faith and sort of taking his faith, Catholic faith, more seriously. So I've been hearing about this for months, maybe more, maybe even a couple years at this point. Uh, So I I guess I was not quite as surprised to see this interview as, as some other people were. He goes on. He says,
0: I, I mean, I'm not surprised by it either. Like grifters going grift. Like, I just think it's very hilarious that they're like that. Michael Knowles is helping him right now. That's funny as fuck to me.
1: I have enjoyed a lifeline, a lifelong affection for the absurd and the outrageous. So part of me gleefully anticipates the day I can seize the moral high ground. However, briefly to denounce others for failures of piety and sobriety. I hope people will support and pray for me. If for no other reason than they share my delight at the prospect of Milo Yiannopoulos furiously and indignantly railing against the homosexuals for sins of the flesh. That's a very funny line. <laughs> Again, sort of when you see these funny lines, you start to think, hold on, is this whole interview just another another performance?
0: That, like, he's just made his homophobia even, like, more stronger through the, like, the the rhetoric of the church. That's all he's just done. Like, What? How are you a plot? Oh, oh, yeah. Well, he doesn't want gayness to be happening. That's wow. What the? I need to hear that quote again, because that was. Wow, dude. Oh, OK,
1: he says, I have enjoyed a lifeline, a lifelong affection for the absurd and the outrageous. So part of me gleefully anticipates the day I can seize the moral high ground, however briefly to denounce others for failures of piety and sobriety. I hope people will support and pray for me, if for no other reason than they share my delight at the prospect of Milo Yiannopoulos furiously and indignantly railing against the homosexuals for sins of the flesh.
0: Oh my God! I'm just—he literally just said, "Like I hope, like I know some of y'all will like." I I love to stand. He he even said, "Like I love to stand on top of people who fall apart." And while I do wish. Uh, Milo, a healthy life. I don't really want it to be successful because, I've, like, at the very end, there he definitely said he's he hopes people are excited for Milo to return to gay bash. Like, that's literally pretty much what he said is that he's like, I'm so excited to get on the moral high ground of people who can't keep their shit together after not being able to keep my shit together, and now. Now that I can do that, I can also bash the other gay people, and I know that's what y'all want to see. You love trolls bashing shit in with their clubs, their bludgeons, and this time, it's fucking religion. And Michael Knowles gets a kick out of it. I am just, the brazenness of these slimy goofballs, I cannot believe...
1: That's a very funny line. <laughs> okay, the, sort of when you see these funny lines, you start to think, hold on, is this whole interview just another, another performance? But even if it, I mean, it's a f- funny interview regardless, even if it is, you know, Milo is very famous for trying on different personalities. One day he's a buttoned up tweed wearing Brit. The next day he's wearing, you know, sort of big stunner shades and a giant oversized t-shirt and, you know, it's kind of more hip hop or something, right? And he, he tries all these things on.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, this you, does you know, relate. The kids like the hip hop, you know? He's all dressed up in hip hop. (laughs) Like, this is even what's even funnier to me, too, is that people who want to control the culture have no idea of, like, actual, like, culture that is made on the ground. Like, they just are completely oblivious to it because they have that rich elite culture, and then they see from the internet where people are feeling and where the wave and where people are pointing, and it's not the actual culture being developed on the ground in between the the people, but maybe, you know, as communities go more online and less on the on the ground, we could see that the actual devolvement of that. And it would be more obvious as to where culture is moving based on like Facebook groups or something like that or subreddits. But for now, like it's still on the ground level and being created in, in the streets, in pockets and corners and nooks and crannies of people just talking. So it's just very funny to me that he just associated just it, the clothing. It, it's it's the style of you know he wakes up more hip hop one day.
1: To of, forget the sexual question for a moment, this does relate to the deeper religious millennials question. Millennials are getting old, which is that in Christianity and and Judaism for that matter, God God is I am, right what is God's name? God responds, I am that I am. And Christ in the New Testament says, before Abraham was, I am. So he's invoking that he is saying, I I am God, right? By saying, I am the I am, I am the, I am being itself. When a culture finds its identity in I am, then things generally sort of are going in the right direction. When a culture such as ours casts away God and religion, you are left with a rather pitiful question, which is, who am I? You hear this kind of popular phrase, well, I've got to find myself, you know, who am I? One day I'm this, one day I'm that. Especially you see this with teenagers, right? They're always trying on new personalities.
0: Yeah. And I mean, like Friedrich Nietzsche tried to answer that with nihilism and it's it's a misunderstood philosophy at this point. Um, and then I mean, even the existentialists tried to answer that question, too, through existentialism. But, I, I, you know, I kind of floated towards the Eastern philosophy side because it has a much more bridging gap between God and the self. And so with, you know, broader philosophies, just because you denounce the Christian or Judeo-Christian, standard, normalized, orthodox God doesn't necessarily mean that you can't find it through other sources. I would say maybe some are better than others, but I think what's most important is that it fits the individual so that they can live a life that isn't steeped in, um, I don't know, a, 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 um, a drifting meaninglessness. So, yeah, I, I, I don't think our chosen religion that we feel that this nation should represent is the exact choice for everybody but i don't blame people for going in that route because it is a rich scripture um the unfortunate thing is is that again it's so popular that it wants people who have influence to use it for influence so um i don't like what michaels is doing here and it's a real shame that religion has to go through this. I'm sorry, religion.
1: Is trying on new identities uh, because they're sort of adrift. They don't, they're not, they're not basing it in this et- eternal fact of, of being himself. Then Milo concludes his interview. He says, they say, if you let one sin in, Others will follow, and now I truly know what that means. As I've begun to resist sinful sexual urges, I've found myself drinking less, smoking less, you name it. I confess my weakness for designer shoes and handbags is yet to dissipate, <laughs> uh, but I'm coming to realize however slowly that lust, per Augustine, is disordered desire for all sorts of things.
0: I like how laughing off the, the sin of gluttony and greed is like just perfect also for our society because, you know, capitalism. But like... Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with like the, the problem that religion really like with these kind of people is that they use the influence of the necessity of discipline. And I think a lot of religions can offer that, but also a lot of other things can also offer discipline and meaning that isn't necessarily um, tied to the mythology of the greater universe and where you're placed in it. Sometimes it's an actual smaller story, as, you know, r- you know, writing or for some people, it's literally playing video games has made their life incredibly disciplined and to the point that they're professional stars. Some of them have still given into the seven deadly sins. I'm not going to name names, mainly because I don't remember them, but there were a couple of cases. Um But there's different roots of discipline, like karate is one of the, you know, easiest examples to point towards and it's not necessarily a religion but it does build itself in a lot of ways of religion because it has practices in a lot of ways of rituals and it's got its own traditions and yeah so there's there's a lot of outlets that you can have i just find it unfortunate that they use this one in this manner it's really gross
1: not just nfl players (laughs) and uh so what, what he is espousing here is a very Catholic point of view. And the way this story is going to be read is that he's got some hang up or, you know, Christians have some hang up on homosexuality, but it's really not the case, at least in the traditional Catholic sect.
0: No, let's, let's not pretend that that's not the case because six years ago when they wanted to legalize marriage, like organized religion organized to oppose that legislation and the Supreme court ruling. And a lot of them are still upset about it. So let's not pretend that six years ago was 60 years ago.
1: Sexual ethic. It's not just it's not just Milo's sexual desires that are off limits. It's a whole host of them because we, the, the Catholics, believe that sex has to be ordered toward a purpose, right? So those sort of things that you do when you close the blinds and you're alone at night, you know, that that's off limits. Uh, having sex without the uh, possibility of creating life. Without, without, I'm sorry, without the physical possibility of creating life, that's off limits. Uh, it, it's a very, it's a very uh, focused Rigid. kind of <laughs> sexual morality. Chesterton observed, he said, you know, the, the one thing that kind of got me curious about the church is that it would get attacked for opposite reasons. On the one hand, it's too ascetic, right? And just on this particular rigorous sexual morality. But on the other hand, it's too luxurious. There's the gold of St. Peter's and all this beautiful art and all the fancy clothes and everything.
0: You mean the materialism? That's materialism, Michael.
1: Attacked for opposite points of view. I mention this whole story not because I am particularly interested in Milo's sex life. I mention it because of a political question that it.
0: See, that's that's hilarious. It took us seven minutes for him to bring up the the political implications of this cultural figure. Amazing, because Milo Yiannopoulos will do absolutely nothing for you, for your legislational rights for your constitutional rights and for your civil rights any of that he's not going to do any of that he's going to use his mouth to make money so yeah let's let's get into the political implications in the next two minutes michael good for you
1: brings up it reveals the left's real view of sexual preference and sexual openness and sexual tolerance
0: well the, the the dark thing about Milo's story too is that he believes in uh, gay conversion therapy that is being banned in multiple states because it is a very poor practice. like uh, priests may or may not be t- in touch with the spiritual, but psychology is a much deeper deeper understanding that goes beyond the spiritual belief that I am God. Um, God has a very complicated structural brain that has chemicals running through it that don't that are not mentioned in the Bible. So, um, let's just, you know, not, we're, we're not cutting Milo off from his sexual proclivities. We're judging him for his opportunistic ability to pop up when it is most advantageous for him.
1: We are told in this society of ours that we must tolerate people's sexual behaviors, regardless of our own moral views, whatever they want to do, we should tolerate that. Right. Okay. I, I, see the argument for that
0: unless it harms other people.
1: So what about Milo's? So what about my, we, if you're telling me, I, fine, I'm, I'll, I'm, I'm in. We're going to tolerate people's sexual behaviors, even though, even still, there are some things that are off limits, but who knows how long they'll be off limits. We're-
0: what what, what things are off limits and what do you mean how long will there be off limits? What? You need to get a little bit more specific on that one.
1: We're going to tolerate people's sexual behaviors, whatever they want to do, not, not ours to judge. Well, then what about Milo's? Milo is saying, this is, this is my preferred sexual behavior now. I don't, I want to be chaste and basically not engage in sex because his sexual desires are such that he doesn't want to indulge them. Isn't that good? Isn't that a good thing? Isn't that according to, I'm not even saying according to the Catholic logic. I'm saying according to the logic of the left, isn't that a good thing? But it never.
0: It is a good thing if it is actually for his self-care, for his benefit of his his peers and his community and the betterment of humanity. If all those things are taking place and it is a truly benevolent endeavor to move his life to benefit others, good for him. But the thing is, though, is it's Milo. And so the doubts are very low on that's what it's for. It seems that it's probably still very much a part of his self-indulgence of himself so i can't really be on board of just letting it necessarily be uncriticized but for the most part generally because i'm more interested in finding out how our uh you know rights are changing and our economic status for workers are changing and how people are dealing with the coronavirus and how we're moving along into that society how we're going to deal with the growing anti-vax movement while There's probably going to be more mutated strains of different viruses throughout our next existence. So it's just like, I don't care. The thing that makes me really pissed about it is just how Michael Knowles did this, is that he took his time to help Milo Yiannopoulos clean his image so that he can get back to work on the conservative right wing grift train.
1: Never cuts that way. Because the principles that the left is...
0: But that's like the other thing that made me go on that rant and, and made me angry is that he's framing it. And that's what they're always doing is that a lot of people who consume this news media don't necessarily go out of their way to hear other people or the other side or the other perspective. So I hate when he frames the argument for other people, which every right wing conservative is guilty of, is constantly framing the other person's position. It's terrible. Bad stuff and it does not help civil discourse. I shame on you.
1: Spousing are, are really not principles so much as they're creating a new, a new order of society. It's not these universal principles of tolerance and acceptance, just a new order for society. It reminds me of people attacking Mike Pence for not cheating on his wife. Do you remember that? (laughs) They were really upset a few years ago because it came out that Mike Pence would not have dinner dates with women. Uh, when his wife wasn't present I kid you
0: I feel like that's something to make fun of because that's very strange to not have any dinners with even if it's like women that he worked with I never even heard this story that's how much I did not care so um, I don't know who went out of their way to judge Mike Pence and shame him for not eating with other women because he's married. But I definitely think that's something worth making fun of. There's probably comedy in that mine, and some people are going to dig it up. I don't know who, because it didn't come on my radar. I don't, I don't know why he's even bringing this up, other than the continued framing of other people's position based off of culture or issues.
1: I had liberal friends of mine. This was before the Me Too movement. They were angry with me. They said it's awful that Mike Pence won't ha- go on dinner dates with his...
0: Oh, okay, so it was his liberal friends that yelled at him. Yeah, okay, I'll believe that he has liberal friends.
1: Daff, and with other women. It's not fair, it's sexist. Then five seconds later, the Me Too movement starts, and Mike Pence is looking pretty good, right? But no, because he's kind of damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. There's no there's no fair standard that's going to apply. If he-
0: I mean, I don't care why he doesn't eat with women like... It, it, I mean it, it could like if he said that they're dirty swines with hooves that he didn't want to share a table with then that's a different story but because of of if, if, if him being married and not being able to share a table that's pretty funny that's just funny so I'm, I'm gonna move on I don't good for you Michael let's let's also help Candace Owen's career now he's just a stepping stone in the right- wing gr- grift at this point. <laughs>
1: I am joined now by my friend Candace Owens. Candace, I can't help but notice. You are a woman. You're black.
0: Woman you, of color.
1: A woman, sorry, a woman of color. Thank you. you are famous.
0: <laughs> Wait, I can't tell if that was an honest slip or if she was making fun of culture for that. That's funny. That was very strange. That was a weird moment. And how many seconds are we into this? That was like three seconds into the interview. And it was like the second thing he said. You're a woman, you're black, and she says woman of color. I can't tell if she was being sarcastic to dunk on the libs or if (laughs) if, like really opening up the show with you're a woman, you're black, and you're a conservative is just too much. It's just... oh man i never want to have that much money i i to to be tied to that much money and need that much money i don't i can't do it
1: you are american you married a brit and yet you turned out great what was your secret and where did Meghan markle go wrong
2: Meghan markle went wrong a lot of ways uh
0: i like how this just immediately into a cultural issue skirt right into Meghan merkel I love the direction that American news, American news is is taking. It's very entertaining. like it's it's honestly like the the carbohydrates like ice cream of news, but it it, man, am I getting my chuckles? This is too much, too much. Uh, first
2: and foremost, oh, she man. is a Hollywood leftist. That's all mm. you need to know. You know
0: what I mean? And framing the other person's position immediately. Good, good. And all you need to know, she's a leftist. That's it. You know everything you need to know to hate her. Done. My this job here story, is complete. This story, this whole
2: everyone was like, "You know, why did you get into this? Like, why is this get, you know, really get under your skin?" Because I married an Englishman, you know, my husband's father was in the House of Lords,
1: yeah. and it is was that that's like uh like being a mechanic or so. I don't know. Is that like a
0: <laughs> So it's like Candace Owens personal preference that everybody feel uh, uh respect to the crown cuz her dad was in the House of Lords or her a husband's dad? Wait, I thought she said her dad.
2: Why does this get, you know, really get under your skin? Because I married an Englishman. You know, my husband's father was in the House of. Yeah,
0: no, her husband's father was a House of Lords, so we should automatically feel respect for that, and that's why Candace Owens feels that this is an important issue. But I'll tell you what, it really has nothing to do with America and any of the issues that we're facing, uh, politically or socially. And I think it's very hilarious that conservatives ran out of their fucking studios to let everybody know that we should respect the crown and it's never racist and love the, thy monarchy, when it's like, dude, we literally don't like dictatorships or we're not supposed to. And uh, monarchies are like the supreme version of those. So why are you coming out of your way to defend them?
2: Lords, yeah. and it is was- that,
1: That's like uh, like being a mechanic or something. I don't know, is <laughs> yeah. that like a, uh, an electrician shop? Somewhere yeah, exactly, in the UK? Right? Okay, yeah.
2: Um, and so it was definitely a learning curve for me, even when I met my husband going to England and there's just like different sets of rules their society yeah. is very traditional right. and I was just I loved it you know I loved stepping into someone's culture and not trying to change it and this is this thing about the left that drives me crazy is that they just have no appreciation for tradition they have no appreciation for history it's why yeah. they think that everything between Los Angeles and New York needs to be is backwards right right the and, flyover. and and yeah. yeah the flyover right
0: I guess, but like the traditional values usually hurts like cultural progress, which I guess can be tied to society's progress. Um, so like we don't do things like we used to necessarily in the eighteen hundreds or the seventeen hundreds. So like. We can get historical context of our traditions, but that doesn't necessarily mean we should continue doing our traditions, especially if they're bad, like the tradition of white supremacy that led to slaves. So let's not keep doing that. And I'm sure she...
2: right, okay. it needs a makeover. Um, and for her to just do that, to go to this country with all of their traditions and the queen, of course, being so significant, the meaning of her t- of just t- to have been sitting on the throne for that long and having uh, with decades. Dignity, with, with dignity, with race. Yes. Like... And she has seen the country through so much. And to do what they Respect did, the just crown. cheapen that and say, well, it's racism. This is the reason we had to leave. It's racism. Meghan Markle look black to you? Did anybody look at her and say, oh, Harry's dating a black woman? My
1: mother, seriously, my Sicilian mother.
0: I'm just going to pause here real quick too, because I just want to let y'all know that I haven't watched this video. And I also have not really read up on the Meghan Markle situation because I do not care. I, like, I hope she stays safe, like RIP to Princess Diana, but like I do not care. I do not care what the what a bunch of old monarch monarchists in, in the UK think about her. I don't I don't care if they are still there doing their thing for no reason. They're a pseudo monarchy. I don't care. I do not care.
1: Was much darker.
0: So if I'm not informed of exactly everything that's going on, I do apologize for that, but in my honest heart of heart, I do not care about this.
1: Than Meghan Markle, yeah. you would you would have no idea. She has that thing in Hollywood. They call it ethnically ambiguous. Right. Where you can play sort of any right. role. Right. She
2: could have played an Indian woman right. in films. She could have said that she she could have said she was mixed race. I would have bought that. She could have definitely said she was Italian. She has freckles. You know. I, I, you could have just think that. You know. It's, it's completely obscure. And yet she she's like you know I'm less than 25 percent black but I've realized that because I'm getting bad press I can say the bad press is because I'm wow. less than 25 percent black because there is this purity test every time they write a hit piece they say well is there any black in this person well that's the reason we're gonna we're gonna write a horrible piece about them and especially being me because I have a public profile and as you know they have written so many bad really things really nice about me. thing.
0: I don't know if a lot of people have written things specifically because Candace Owens is black, but she definitely does focus in on, like, black issues and convincing people to move to the conservative party, um, surrounding black issues, and, um, also painting Democrats as, like, the new plantation. I feel like she she coined that. If it wasn't her, it was Thomas Sowell. I feel like it was her that she... Somebody had called the Democrats the new plantation, and I'm pretty sure she's used that phrasing before so if anybody is hitting her for her skin color shame on you but for the people who use justified criticism on her misinformation campaign then it's justified and she's misdirecting it as it's as if it has nothing to do with our her ideas and more to do with our identity really All nice things like time. that time so it's, it's it's even really difficult to have a discussion on this issue with Candace Owens because I feel like her ideas are tied to our identity. So if you were to critique the ideas, it's because. Mm-hmm.
2: And they accuse me of a mosque mosque That's shooting right. in New Zealand. That's right. I've never I been to New that. Zealand. Yeah. I don't even write about mosques or
0: Muslims or anything, but they Um, Is she going to talk about like why she was brought up in New Zealand?
2: Or like Candace did this. I woke up. Worldwide news. I had people in France, like in China. And yeah. people were asked.
0: I don't remember blaming Candace Owens for the Churchill shooting. Um, but I do remember blaming her for not ref- like self-reflecting as to how her name ended up in the manifesto of the Churchill shooter. And also how her Twitter, her videos, Ben Shapiro's Twitter, Ben Shapiro's videos, Tucker Carlson's videos were also in his top uh you know search history and viewership so are we going to ignore the ideas being contributed to the manifesto of a mass shooter are we going to ignore that right now that's what I think that's what we're going to do because then if you knew that you might not want to watch her late night show now on Daily Wire and if you sign up now you get 25% off that's a free plug from me you're welcome
2: me for comments everywhere and i don't think i have ever once said this bad press is because i'm black so it's just it's such a there's a cowardice
0: and it's such an yeah but you just kind of did because he brought it up that people will make hit pieces based off you guys brought that conversation up that there are hit pieces because they find 25 percent blackness in you and then you said yeah and especially me because there's so much bad media around me and so you did link that To 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 your critique was that it's because you're a black conservative, but it's actually more just dealing with the actual things that you say, Candace.
1: Excuse, I saw there was a great headline in the Babylon Bee said, Meghan Markle inspires millions of girls by showing that no matter how rich, beautiful, and famous you are, you too can be oppressed. Right, you know, she's and-
2: oppressed, and she's sitting yes. across from Oprah, yeah. you know what I mean? And shes they've been living in a, a, actually I think at some point they were at Tyler Perry's $100 million home somewhere, flying Oof. on his planes, and you really want me to buy that you were chased out of the country because I guess yeah. you were less than 25% black. And then the the richest part of the story is them claiming that Archie wasn't given a title because he was black. Has anyone seen a picture of Archie? And you're I right. say this seriously. If you believe not. that Archie no. suffered anti-black racism, then I'm a Nigerian prince, and I just need your credit card details. And uh, you're going to see just from look at a picture, st- right? Stranded look. island.
1: This, you know, I'm so glad to hear this is your take on this because I have to say I was a little frustrated. I understood it, but I was frustrated with the conservative reaction to this, which is. Who cares about the royal family? Oh, I stopped caring about them in 1776.
0: Oh, yeah. Ar- Archie is their child. See, that's how unplugged I am from this. <laughs> it's just, I have no idea what's going on. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> like, I, I, every human being deserves respect, but they are uh, very famous and wealthy, and uh, this cultural issue does not affect me. It doesn't affect anybody really the 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 only reason why it would affect you is because people who feel that you should be affected about it are talking about it
1: to me that argument falls flat because the royal family represents this long conservative tradition right in the united kingdom and to me i think the reason the megan
0: <laughs> they represent monarchies like the zenith of divine right dictatorships like let's <laughs> that's the kill they, they don't represent tradition as a traditional value they represent a very specific one which was that i am the king you are thy peasant like what what it's very specific. Markle
1: story has really Got you excited kind of excited a lot of us is because like
0: they literally live better than like most of like average britain london uk citizens just because of their blood like they're born into like this massive palace like this is so ridiculous it is literally representing a meritocracy that their blood is better than yours that's the cultural tradition that he's not diving deep enough into We're supposed to respect the crown when literally our founding fathers said there should be no crown.
1: This awful sort of modern millennial idea that everything in the past is bad and wicked and racist is the word for that. Mm -hmm. And I, no matter what privileges I have.
0: A lot of things in the past were bad, wicked, and racist, and a lot of things in the present are bad, wicked, and racist, and because of that, it's likely that our future will also have some bad, wicked, and racism going on. So, like, by not accepting the historical context of any of it, you're not going to see any of it in the the present, and you're going to allow more of it to happen in the future. What are we talking about?
1: have we all are so privileged i am actually a victim and you all need to feel bad for me and the minute that i can't do exactly what i want to do
0: this woman See, and like while they're talking about this, they're completely ignoring the, the giant famine that's been happening in years for Yemen. And that's what they do, is that they've been ignoring it for four years, five years, because of uh, more important cultural issues that have absolutely nothing to do with human rights. Because if the famine is allowed to happen in Yemen, what meaning of humanity do we have to the rest of us? It is so wild to me that this is the most pressing and important issue. While many Millions of children starve to death. Amazing. And we've helped, we've sold the weapons to Saudi Arabia who fights the war in Yemen against the Houthi rebels that are backed by Iran. Very complicated situation, but we're only against one of those groups and they haven't been the worst contributor to the famine as much as the one that we're supporting. So again, ignoring that because we'll talk about how much money we're wasting in the omnibus bill, but not how much money we're wasting, or even some income that we're bringing in from selling weapons on creating a famine. Wow. Let's talk about Meghan Markle's problems and privilege problems some more. Who
1: to marry into the royal family? It's not like it was a blind date. Right. It's not like on the third date, Harry said, oh, you know, darling, I have, I have something I have to tell you. you <laughs> I haven't told you about my job yet. Yeah. But, uh, you know, she didn't. it's not as though she thought his first name were Prince, you right. know, like the musician. right? She knows who he is. And she chose to do this. Oh, you know,
2: what's up? She said she never Googled him. No, no, they got, when he got down on one knee, that's when that's she was right. like, oh my gosh, he's a prince. And wow. she found out it was Princess Diana's. And even that is so absurd. Michael, I Google everyone. Yeah. Gonna, I'll, I'll get into a car with an Uber driver, and I'll be like, what's your name? Oh, just check his background here, make sure things run are a quick, okay. Uh, You're going to tell me you on a date, and you didn't Google, you didn't right. LinkedIn profile. This is what we do. Like, yeah. and this is, And especially her, who, a big piece of story that's missing, she went to the UK with the intention of marrying up she yeah. had a PR person who wrote an entire piece she hired a public relations firm to try to get um, to start dating a football player so, so that was her thing she was like okay they found a football player
0: so she, she was really trying to get a date with them here, yeah. right
2: exactly and she landed on a prince and you know
0: wow that is some real uh, slandering there uh, painting her that she went out there with the specific intent to f- marry rich don't know if it's true but for them to bring it up is obviously intentful and smearing that character and destroying it
2: you know Piers morgan who i really can't stand but he talks about how he reached out to her and she kept saying she wanted to get involved in the circles because it just wasn't working for her in america it wasn't working for her in canada so she was like okay let me try let me try england but
0: and I feel like with Candace Owens not liking um, Meghan Merkle, she's probably not the best person to get the opinion of the life of Meghan Merkel or the details of him. So I'm I'm coming out of this with a bit of skepticism on what Ske- Candace believes. And that's probably from my bias that I don't usually like what Candace says on the regular. But so I'm giving Meghan a bit of a. Uh, benefit of the doubt here but for the most part still on the verge of just not caring about this story and I really wish they would move on.
2: She had no idea who Prince Harry or Prince William or Kate Middleton she just missed that whole thing. Right of Um, course. She just was there. What are the
0: odds? Yeah. What are the odds?
1: See what
2: she described herself as because we should talk about that.
1: I didn't watch the interview but she
2: said she felt like the little mermaid who fell in love with a prince and lost her voice. If
1: only. I know. If only. I mean
2: (laughs) just trying to think of a straight face like she did. Let me try. I felt like, you know, the little mermaid (laughs) who went over and found a prince and fell in love.
0: I feel like whenever Candace Owens gets in beef with, like, another woman, she definitely reaches certain levels of petty. Definitely. Especially with how long we've been talking about this. It's a 15-minute segment with how many more minutes to go? I think we're, like, almost halfway through it. Uh, Six minutes. Six minutes on this yikes 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 i'm not excited i'm not gonna watch her show because i'm not gonna go to daily wire and subscribe to that nonsense but yeah if this is what's to expect it i i give up i i don't think i can get up in the morning anymore knowing that candace owens is trying to make late night comedy
2: Love and lost my voice. It
1: just is believable as you <laughs> as you say this on air. Of Who course, is she even it- gonna
0: interview too? Is she mostly gonna interview like people that are talking heads of the right wing, or is she gonna find like specific conservatives to come out of the the conservative Hollywood closet and speak about their views on her platform? I feel like it's mostly just gonna be like the usuals. Like she'll probably bring on Prager and then a couple of like influential people that write stuff that I'm not too familiar with. Thomas Sowell, kind of, you know, you know, kind of air about him, or maybe even like Milton Friedman or probably Ben. It's Ben's pr- production company. Um, yep. So yep. It's uh,
1: my favorite part. Is she's saying these sorts of things? Uh, occasionally, Harry would try to. Uh, Will you notice? She says, Shh! Get out of here, Harry! Stop it. <laughs> Don't listen to, it. listen to, camera on me, folks.
2: Oh, she's so unbearable. And yeah, I'm glad you brought up the fact that a lot of conservatives were so dis-
0: And yet we've, she's so unbearable, and yet we've spent the majority of the time so far talking about her. This, this, knowing that this is what is considered news commentary is incredibly unbearable
2: dismissive i hate that because you know we so often talk about how the left is ignorant right to not try to understand what it is about the royals that is so significant it is not just like oh i'll praise them because they're kings and queens and princesses it really isn't about that what they represent um is is history Mm -hmm. right and that is what they love about them
0: our history of being oppressed by uh overpowered monarchies So like, they want you to appreciate old dictatorships. That's so weird and very antithetical to actual American values. That is so weird.
2: Is that these people, they never issue political statements. They don't just go where the wind blows. And there is something about Americans, even the conservative Americans, that we have this strand of progressivism because listen, look, our country was built on that, right? We were built on kind of tearing down traditions. And sometimes, yes, Traditions need to be torn down, um, but where we're at today, where you have no appreciation for anything, yeah. and that is why hashtag abolish, you know, which they're so dumb, they're like abolish the monarchy as if the monarchy has any power anymore, but, right. um, and they, and actually abolish the royal family.
0: It's still an institution that has influence. I'm not really too familiar with it, and a UK person would probably be able to speak more on that, but I mean, I'm pretty sure they're still involved. Pretty heavily politically at least you know they meet with leaders and all kinds of stuff so let's not pretend that they just sit in their palace and mind their own business they're still uh kings and queens in the political game of chess
2: family is where we're at
0: although parliament and their prime minister makes most of the political decisions
2: Because they just want everything torn down, newer, faster, and they want the world to look like whatever Hollywood um, singers and actresses think that it ought to look like.
1: Well, this was it. It, It's sort of this woman uh, seemed that she wanted to play a Disney princess more (laughs) than she wanted to be an actual princess. And, And how true is that of so much of our society? You know, Edmund Burke, the great conservative philosopher, his big distinction between the American Revolution and the French Revolution was that the American Revolution was... Kind of conservative. It didn't destroy right. everything, right? Whereas the French Revolution really did destroy yeah.
0: everything. And so. They really need to be specific because by saying that the conservative revolution of our founding fathers um, didn't destroy everything, they literally built everything before really changing that government into a specific federalized government because they still had certain aspects of the state apparatus. But the thing is, is that like this even though they didn't necessarily live up to the ide- ideals of liberalism, most of them would have been considered liberals at the time because they were propping up a government that was to be run with the consent of the governed. That's liberalism. Conservative values also sit align in that, but it's also in, woven into the traditions and social conservative values. <sighs> It is so frustrating that our ideologies are just muddled up at this point because a liberal really doesn't mean what a liberal used to mean. And a conservative uh, is a rarely new phenomenon since culture has been changing since like the 1950s. So it's it's just so frustrating that they're also contributing to the, to the misunderstanding of our ideologies and how we can use them to benefit each other.
1: So there, there was always this sense in America that we want to really we want to be the real thing, you know. Right. We, there is a there is a kind of tradition here, and uh, we didn't we didn't want to become this really shallow, abstracted culture. That unfortunately it seems like we're becoming. Right. And, and you know.
0: Let me know where in the Constitution that the Constitution says that we are not going to become a shallow culture. And I don't really know how many cultures of Western civilization haven't been very shallow. Like, sure, art can make culture feel rich, but there's always this superficial aesthetic, especially with the fact that we have a hierarchical system of authority where rich people are on top and poor people are on bottom, contributing to the aesthetic value of people rather than the inherent value in humanity. It's just driving me insane at this point i'm at, i'm okay brain focus focus
1: you hear so often from conservatives we need to take back the culture we need to fight back in the culture well you know
0: all right that that just proves that i feel like that's all they're focused on is that not actually changing the material conditions of your economic status and your political power but actually just changing your culture so that you're not focused on that other stuff
1: In order to do that, we're going to need to get really serious and we're not we're going to have to start saying like, no, don't do that. That's Mm -hmm. a that is a bad thing. You know, we need to defend an older set of standards.
2: Right. I think too often
0: (laughs) he basically even said that they need to defend monarchies, like older set of standards. We need to go back to dictatorships, bro. Like, good for you, Michael. Good for you. Tradition is beautiful. Like being less free than we used to be. We need to go back to that. Um
2: we meet people in the middle and, and, and it's such an easy game, but there's wait, there's actually an expression that you used to talk about when it, what is the Overton theory, right? Yeah, Where, the
0: Overton window. Yeah,
2: exactly. Well, that's exactly what the left is doing. It's brilliant, right? right? They are just they say something so extreme, like yeah. here we
0: are. and The right wing does the same thing with its far rightness. Like Trump moved the Overton window for far right beliefs very hard. Like, especially with like how much people were okay with isolational nationalism, still with a very strong imperialist machine. It's very fascinating to me. That, that That is a problem of the left moving the Overton window into a more democratic socialist nation, which uh, most developed countries are at this point. They still have capitalism, but their government recognizes the needs for social safety nets, which puts that socialism in there, I guess. Uh, but conservatives but conservatives have not been moving that Overton window away from the idea of liberalism that has benefited individuals into free expression. We actually need to move away from free expression because it's gone out of control because there's a bunch of heathens and hooligans and people running amok of our beautiful culture. It's just ridiculous. It's so sad. It's so sad that people would rather make money and cling on to these things that are always going to be dying as everything does in this life, whether they be ideas or not, everything decays and dies and becomes useless. They cling to it, they just cling to it until there's nothing left to squeeze out of it, and it sucks.
2: And, and they say something so extreme that they're like, men can give birth. Yeah, I'm like, no they can't, no they can't, but eventually we say, okay, please don't say that, we'll meet you halfway. We, and you now know, we're edging closer to where they are. You know how
1: we do this, we <laughs> always we always say, look, man, uh, men men can't give birth, right, men are not women. But then we start edging in this way, When we'll start saying, so-and-so is a biological male.
0: Right. It- I really don't want to have this conversation either because I've brought it up multiple times in these past episodes, unfortunately, because we can't move the discussion out of the premise if we can't agree on the premise of bio- biology and gender. So I'm not even going to get into it. But a trans man did give birth because they were a biological female. Do You hear how I use different nomenclatures and pieces of rhetoric to explain the phenomenon that happened rather than saying a man gave birth you understand how that was actually easier to understand if you can separate the, 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 the thought that keeps persisting in conservative minds that biology is gender identity? I just, I'm, I'm exhausted. This video is very frustrating, and I cannot believe this is gonna become a late night TV show. I mean, she's gonna be hosting most of it, so I can't really say that this is where the discussion would go all the time because Michael Knowles is in control or the mediator of the conversation, but like, oh man, oh man. It's like, no, it's he's a just, man. He's just a man. He's
2: just, he's, a, man. He's, he's he's not just like,
1: a man. He's not like a psychological woman, but a, it's, just, right. it's just one thing. But right. we, because we start to be conciliatory, Guess what? You look up 10 years later and you're way that's far exactly and that's line.
2: what's happened That's yeah. literally what's happened especially in this last decade is that we just keep meeting them halfway But the halfway is also it, it's always moving towards their ridiculously far left point and I
0: I, w- I would be genuinely Curious to hear what she thinks that conservatives have been meeting halfway on in the cultural issues, because I feel like that the Democrats have usually been the ones with the legislation to grant more rights to homosexuals or the LGBTQ community in general. It's mostly been a Democratic half-ass effort, whereas with conservatives, it's been the same with every social issue from immigration to ending endless wars to... um Uh, you know, what people do with their sexual preference and gender identity, it's stonewall, it's build a wall, literally build a wall is the entire motivation of every social issue. If we can just isolate each issue, and keep it away from being fed to the broader society, then we won't have the problem anymore. That is their solution. And it's sad.
2: I Fine. think that there needs to be more people say to me oh candace you're so far right i'm like actually i'm just right right <laughs> yeah, i'm just right. right i'm actually almost in the middle yes because you guys have gone so crazy Ten and years it, ago
1: you would have been considered normal. A centrist, a a a centrist. Norm- a normal
0: see and that's the craziest thing is that in the united states our like political spectrum doesn't sit with the rest of the world the the the, the rest of the world actually has a left to right dichotomy when we try to move left a little bit we're moving from center right so it's just it, like we're in them reinforcing this idea that any movement towards left is already too far. It just leaves us behind from the rest of the developed world. Person human rights. being,
2: Like, you know, when we accepted that men and women were men and women, <laughs> and now you're actually being called a bigot. I mean, yesterday, yeah. International Women's Day, the ACLU tweets about uh, saying, you know, trans women are women. On International Women's Day, you said <laughs> men are women.
1: That's the the patriarchy strikes
2: you back. I mean? yeah. The trans woman it means man, right? This is a different word for man. So you just tweeted out in, in order to celebrate women. Let me tell you how much men you, you, can be women. You know the-
0: And see, like we, yeah, we can't have the conversation because they're not willing to consider the, the the differential in brains of gender identity. So like we can't even have this conversation. It goes nowhere. I'm exhausted. This is dumb.
1: You're you're being modest here, and this it's, is actually-
0: it's literally the shallowest pool you could dive your head into because there's like you're just gonna hit a wall go to sleep don't worry about it
1: she's something i'm very excited for about your show (laughs) canvas right which is launching is that you right you're just saying sort of normal things i don't i don't think anything you're saying is extreme but Most people do not have the cojones to do it. Talking about men and women. Most people don't have the guts to do it.
0: And you... Right-wingers do it all the time. What do you mean nobody has the guts to do it? You guys are doing it all the time. I've covered a Ben Shapiro video. I've covered your video. I've covered Tucker's. I've covered Steven Crowder's multiple videos on it. It is said all the time.
1: I don't know what it is because we've been friends for years. You know, I I remember you...
0: Marjorie Green Taylor put a big poster outside of her wall saying it. People say it all the time. Doesn't mean that it's right. It's a right-wing belief, but doesn't mean it's right.
1: Back in the in the old-timey days on YouTube, and you, more than just about anybody, have been able to withstand this onslaught from the left and throw it back in their face and not let them cancel you. And right. it's really, uh, I, I don't know how you how you've done it.
2: I just hope that i show people that there's no consequence you know for telling the truth and and you just just say it say it again say it again say it again they can only cancel you so many times right once they went to once I scol- scol-
0: yeah i mean hitler had the same belief too who she also liked until he got too globalist, apparently um but the thing is is that he said that a big enough lie said enough times will eventually be believed i'm paraphrasing it because I don't remember Hitler quotes but that was the essential thing about it is that if you got a big enough lie but you repeat it enough times people will believe you she just reworded it that was that's essentially what it is is that if I just keep pounding in the truth keep pounding in the truth keep saying it keep saying it keep saying it it'll be the truth
2: Survived like being accused of a mosque shooting in New right. Zealand. I was like, okay, well, where do we go from here? Like, what else are you going to accuse me of right, here? Right. right. That's great um And so I think that I've just bounced back and I've been. Unapp-
0: I guess I'm going to accuse you for reappropriating a Hitler quote, but you didn't get blamed for the church, Christchurch shooting. You got mentioned because you were written by the killer in his manifesto, his message to everyone after he left. uh I think he's in jail, right? He's in jail. Or did he get executed? Does New Zealand have a death penalty? I can't even remember what happened to him.
2: Apologetic, which is the most important thing. Hmm. Don't say sorry. Don't say sorry, because once you start saying sorry to the left, you will never stop saying sorry to the left, right? Because it's not about them needing an apology. They need, they want pure capitulation.
0: No, I mean, people just usually, like, if you hurt somebody, they usually just want like a genuine apology. There's actually, like, a really useful thing is that, like, to really commit to an apology, if you really mean it, you got to, one, express remorse. Two, admit responsibility. So, already, like, these two things, one, you're noticing the external... Issue of what you did to others. And with admitting responsibility is then reflection on your internal world affecting the external world. Then you make amends because you have to right your wrongs and then promise that it won't happen again because that's really the only way to fulfill a full promised apology if it's coming from a genuine place saying sorry because you feel like you've angered people isn't a way to go about fixing anything especially if it's going to continue leading to hurting more people so in order to actually do an authentic apology is not necessarily to just keep saying sorry it's actually committed to i don't know helping a community if in 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 a broader paint stroke of way of saying it but um yeah We're not going to dive too much deep into that because the right wing will apologize for nothing.
2: They want to make sure you capitulate to everything they say. What they're seeking actually is their own kind of monarchy, right? Like they're they're seeking to rule over you, your (laughs) opinions, your ideas. Yeah.
0: A dictatorship of the proletariat. Yeah. That's what she's talking about. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Be afraid of the proletariat. Be afraid of their many, 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 many faces and their established and church. Funny. Exactly. They're, they're, that
2: is their established church. They they seek funny. for you to be their peasants in the second
0: Because like they they like it just to show you how ideologically like shallow they are. They don't even use like by saying the monarchy of the mob it's almost the reappropriation of the dictatorship of the proletariat but like not even the acknowledgement of how uh, those statements are contradictory and don't make any sense. Because if you if you have maximized democracy amongst proletariats or the working class, then you don't necessarily have a dictatorship. A dictatorship is power focused hands, same as the monarchy. And so a mob monarchy. It's contradictory statements that really shouldn't click in people's brains. Does that make sense?
2: You say sorry, you become that.
1: Well, this. So is I just say don't say sorry. Speaking of the church, I mean, this is something I've really struggled.
0: Like, I even struggled when Marx had put that in the Communist Manifesto, that there needs to be a dictatorship of the proletariat. But I think through that inherent contradiction is to, for me, was to dig down deeper that that's just a ridiculous way of saying, like, uh, overpowering democracy. So I don't. I don't really even necessarily agree with Marx's words in that. And I'm going to get, I could get hate for that just because I'm a bit illiterate and not necessarily as smart as I should be. But like when I read that I was thrown off and like, how could we have a dictatorship of a bunch of people that literally the contradictory statements just don't click in my brain. We have to have outright, undeniable, immovable democracy. And so just very fascinating in the wordings of how people use to fire up crowds
1: world with i think you're completely right but look as a christian I, I want to apologize when i feel i've done something wrong i have no problem doing that to oh miserable sinner that i am i, I really don't mind it except i know that's not really what it is yeah, that's not. not when you apologize to the left it's not. First of all, they're not seeking that in good Mm-mm. faith. It's
2: beating a dog into submission. Yes, you know that is I mean? that
1: is what it is. No. It's sort of uh, it's unfortunate because I I'd...
0: I guess but like sometimes uh, you know I can't really say I've never lived as a dog but um, dogs can be trained into what is right and wrong and dogs can change their behavior but humans on that level is a much more complicated being because we have a lot of different other motivations than dogs do so it's uh, yeah. I guess just by plainly laying that out is that if you have to say sorry to the left, you're not a dog being bitten, beaten into submission and you will raise that don't tread on me flag and say, I apologize for nothing. Nothing.
1: I'd love to be in a society where I'd say, oh yeah, maybe I shouldn't have said that, sorry.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And you yeah. know, it's funny, because I did an interview the other day and they said to me, sort of in preparation for the show, like, is there anything that you look back on in the past that you that you're sorry for? Like things that you've tweeted and things of that nature and I said, no. And I said, because love I want it. to give permission to people that are following me to know that you're allowed to change your mind. Yeah. I was, remember this thing where I used to mm. grow up like, you know, a long time ago, I used to think Barbies were the coolest thing. And then all all day society should be run by us playing Barbies in the room. That was Candace at four years old. Right. Am I allowed to evolve from that position without apologizing for my past? Well,
0: I love it. You know, <laughs> people throw this at you a lot. They'll say, I mean, it really depends on what you would actually regret. And that depends on each and every individual. But. From my own personal perspective, I don't know if I can trust somebody who doesn't regret anything because like even like if you regret missing out an opportunity to get a free milkshake and you really love milkshakes, but you just flubbed the opportunity and you regret that I trust you a little bit more than somebody who doesn't have any regrets because that just puts the fear of me that there might not be any self-reflection of like people making mistakes and that is somehow reversed in her psychology that they're not allowed to grow but yet somehow regrets or mistakes or imperfections aren't a piece to uh, or uh, at least contribute to a person's growth so that's very strange to me very weird uh,
1: you used to be left-wing but now you're conservative yeah. haha i got you
2: yeah. I, I got a couple of brain cells. I opened a book. You know what I mean? I opened a book and I'm like, it's it's just
0: she opened very specific books. I feel like if you opened up enough books, you wouldn't tie yourself to a political party. I, I certainly wouldn't. I, I still haven't opened up enough books. I'm, I'm willing to get up on here and um, comment on the commentators because they have too much f- effing power but the thing is though is that i'm not willing to really capitulate to any movement or join any movement that um i yeah i just i can't really see it happening in the contemporary times that i've found myself in maybe there's not enough trust in organizations to eventually do the right thing but i have to go with what george carlin said a while ago is that individuals are fine together but once they start organizing and get together that's when we start to see the problems i don't think that's exactly how he said it but i feel a lot closer to that
2: so ridiculous and what what is so alarming about that sort of a culture. Like, forget us. Like, we're adults. We're old. We have kids now, right? Yeah, you we're I, old, man. We're old people I'm now. Getting, I'm
1: trying to get fat too. I want. I'm already old. But I want to be old and
2: think fat. about kids. How hard it is to be a kid today? Yeah. When you are being told that if you make a mistake, you're done. You're over. You're canceled. You know, you say one wrong thing. When I was a kid, we didn't have yeah. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, so I could just be a
0: no. But you could definitely be ostracized at your school. Like being canceled isn't just not being allowed on the internet. It's also social shaming like back in like medieval canceling people would be exiled you know leave my country so like if you notice the canceling power because of the internet i guess has moved into the hands from the kings and queens who would exile people from their country down into the people who who share the internet and they can block people or shame them away from participating in that global community um but it's it's just ridiculous because that's it's not really been something that has it's changed just like much of the rest of culture and society has but it's not a new phenomenon it's just evolved so like kids getting shamed and ostracized in high school middle school elementary school daycares what have you that's that that's been canceling kids free expression for a while and um what we focus our energy on i think is uh, is a cultural issue for sure, but um, it's a very tiresome conversation to have with conservatives because it it has to go back in time into when the acceptable has to be accepted and everything else is canceled. So yeah, it's just a, it's a shit conversation and I hate that, that this is what's destroying our civil discourse rather than having the conversation of how automation is going to leave a bunch of people jobless in 2050. And how Meghan Merkel's, uh, you know, relationships with the monarchy are completely meaningless to that. So
2: Crappy human being for one day and say horrible things. And then the next day be like, oh, you know, that didn't feel too good. I'm going to be someone different today. And I was allowed to. Gr- That's what growing up is. You learn because you do things wrong. Even toddlers.
0: They're violent. Yeah, but that doesn't mean like every kid's going to forget you then. Like, I, it's the same thing. It's just on the Internet. And there's more people participating in an Internet than at your school
2: toddlers are throwing things down you know <laughs> they, what I mean? they Violent are. human beings they think through things and they just they choose violence every day toddlers right even
0: my cute little newborn yeah. you know he he'll throw punches at same me, you yeah know, same and thing I, and it's think, like
2: now the left yeah. is like
0: i feel like that's environmental pressure but i do think like you know with kids curiosity they can be very deconstructive but i think also two kids are some of the most like creative human beings on the planet because they're constantly trying to find something to to do and it could lead to wonderful imagination, and all kinds of things, wonderful things, Um, but to name kids as inherently violent is a part of a problem. It's a much broader problem of thinking that humans are inherently violent or inherently bad. Like, If you're willing to say kids are inherently violent, it's very weird that you would take the opposition that a woman who can't raise her inherently violent child should not have an abortion. I might have made the wrong connection there, but it's just very interesting to me that she believes kids are inherently violent. I feel like they they test things, and some may or may not turn out more violent based on the responses that they get.
2: You are exactly who you are when you are two is when you are four. Candace, when Candace, three years ago in politics, I've pretty much grown up politically, publicly, Right. you know, has to, you know, make apologies or make amends. No, if I said it then, I meant it then. But if yeah. I transformed my opinion, here's why. This is what it looks All like better, to grow right? up. Right. Yeah,
1: that's right. That's right. The, you, you know, if if I had social. I mean,
0: that's just essentially she's allowed to change her positions, but she's not allowed to acknowledge the feelings that she may or may not have hurt it. That's basically essentially what she's saying. And it's almost like an Ayn Randian approach to a public life is that what people think of you or like the charity of other people's feelings, you do not have to contribute because it's your social status. It's your public image. And so you're allowed to do with it as you will. It's a very like John Gulch approach to things, Uh, you know, very Howard Rourke, very Randian.
1: Media when I was 11 or 12. Canceled. Could you? Yeah, could you imagine? Because and the that, show that right now. Because that stuff is there forever. <laughs> but I love it because it takes a lot of gumption to be able to say, yeah, oh, I thought this thing a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. and now, guess what? I've matured. I've right. educated myself. Maybe that's something we can all do as a culture.
0: Look, I'm not sorry about all that Islamophobia back then, but I'm not Islamophobic anymore, okay? Okay? You gonna believe me? Cool. Good. I can move on with my career now.
1: Well, you know, right. one great way people That's can do essentially that? what they're saying. Tuning in into yeah. Candace on yeah. the other wire. <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be fabulous. I'm so excited. Yeah. For
2: I'll the be show. issuing tons of non-apologies when I people are write. offended. I will the next day. I
0: mean even see <laughs> Like even Milo. like both of their segments were about how they're furthering their careers to continue offending people. And I'm not saying that our culture isn't easily offendable at this point, but the fact that that's they're explicitly saying that's where my money comes from.
2: Seeing that tail in between the legs, copy and paste an apology that so many people do. Like yeah. you know, like they say one thing, and then it's suddenly like the next day on their show, they're like, you know, you know, I want to apologize for some things that I said that made perfect sense, but I see, I hear you that you're offended, so therefore, <laughs> yeah. uh, we're all growing. And it was just like, Never shut up, it. just say I'm sorry. You were offended. Yeah. And you know, are, maybe are, don't watch my show. There have
1: been a few times that there, where there's been a lot of pressure to give the apology, and I think there's an old <laughs> Sicilian. Ex-
0: See yeah and I guess that's a part of a, of a real apology is the commitment to change she said you know I'm sorry I offended you but don't watch me I'm I'm very offensive so I guess, you know, you at this point like, people are just gonna have to you know, choose as they usually do, who to associate with, rather than feeding these people viral attention which, like, this podcast apparently is kind of doing because I'm watching these people talk about it, but like, every time she posts up on, like, the Twitter trending area, like it would probably behoove the those who are identifying of the left to not pay any attention to her and just let the right wingers just marinate in her, because then maybe with the lack of outrage pointed towards her direction because that's obviously what she's feeding off of she can just have her echo chamber of followers and supporters feeding off of whatever she can scrape together from other news that that, that they would be pissed about such as megan merkel by talking about megan merkel trying to cancel the monarchy then she can just have her right-wing echo chamber and we just don't feed her we just don't give her any attention because that's all she needs and wants in order to make money because it really has nothing to do with bettering the material conditions of working and middle-class individuals. It's protecting the power by focusing on dumb culture issues. It's really what it is. It's, it's somehow tying TMZ and like Fox news together in a much more woven aspect than I am very, that I'm just not comfortable with. I don't It's gross, gross
1: expression. Just a little, (laughs) yeah. <laughs> just a sort of flick underneath your chin, that's what I think about it. Yeah. Uh, my dear, Deaf I can't wait for the show to start. Everybody's got to tune in and watch it. Candace on The Daily Wire. I will be eagerly watching it just from right across the way. And I'll, I'll see you around the uh, office water cooler. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right. Well, The Daily Wire is focusing on more and more cultural issues, and that's why they've got a movie company, because they want to get those cultural issues into your entertainment. Alright, that's it. The culture war has ended. I've called it. The white flag is up. I'm done. That's it. This has been Talks News. Talks with news or news with talks where uh, I'm going to end it with a pledge. I pledge allegiance to liberty and justice for all and that's all I have. Thank you for joining me and um, hopefully there will be some substance eventually to to latch onto but unfortunately all this culture war stuff is going to drive me off the wall.